Good morning, Impact Christian Church. I am so happy to be with you this morning. Pastor Dane asked if I could take the opportunity to speak with you this morning, and of course I had to say yes. I am forever grateful for the opportunity and the simple fact that all of you guys are here watching, whether you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live or live.greaterimpact.cc, I just want to say thank you guys for all tuning in. Uh, This is going to be a wonderful message, and we're just going to go over a lot this morning. But before we begin in our message, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father God, we are so grateful that we are here this morning. We are here because we love you. And Lord, we just want to pray that our that our minds and that our hearts will be open to hear your word. For your word is truth and your word is life. You have given us so much and we are forever, forever grateful for that. If there's anything, Lord, that's on our minds or on our hearts or anything that's going on in our lives, we want to offer that to you this morning so that we can focus and that we can fixate on the message this morning, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you use me as a tool this morning to really speak life and to speak truth to those who are watching and those who are hearing this morning. It is in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. Back in 2017, I was, I was working at a job in corporate. I was at a place in my life where I felt that I had arrived. I felt certain that I, I was locked into this new career. I felt that I would find happiness where I was at. I felt that success and that finding meaning in this life, I had to follow a certain framework or a certain way of doing life. I was newly married. My wife and I, we lived in Yorba Linda, California. We really enjoyed the life that we were living, and we were were embarking on a new season in our life. It was a brand new era. It was a brand new time period, and we were very happy to be married, and we were just going off into this new season. But during this time, however, I didn't realize this at first, but I didn't realize that I wasn't happy. I was chasing the wind. I didn't know that at the time. I was seeking after things that were worldly and things that I could, that would never give me meaning or or purpose in my life. I knew that I had to change. I didn't know how I had to change, but I knew that that something needed to change. So I began on this journey. I began on this spiritual journey of finding meaning and finding fulfillment, finding purpose in my life. During this time, yeah, I was still working in corporate, and I felt that there was just something. There was something missing in my life. I had gone to college, and I did everything that I believed I was supposed to do, yet I wasn't happy. And I just couldn't explain why that was. There was this sad feeling that I felt, this emptiness inside. But I knew that there was something more to this life. There's something more than the superficial that exists in life. So I began on this journey of reading and studying, studying God's word, being more um, in prayer, being more present with my friends and with my family, taking online courses, and through it all. Through the studies of of having better knowledge, having better understanding, having more wisdom in my life, I came closer to God. And what started as a, a journey of growth became a journey closer to God. I found meaning and fulfillment in God. And I want to encourage you guys that you too will find meaning and purpose in your life. I came closer to God, and this is actually the reason why I wrote this book, Made for More, Living Out Your God-Given Potential. You see, I am a firm believer that every single one of us is gifted from God. I believe that all of us are 
born with a purpose, and that purpose comes from God. Each and every one of us, we have potential, we have gifts, and we have abilities. The scriptures mention that God knew us before we were born. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 in the NIV, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet for the nations. What an amazing God that we believe in, a God that we serve, and a God that we love. God loves us, and he gives us opportunities every single day, every single moment of our lives to choose him and to follow him and his way. And I pray that each and every one of you are on a path of fulfillment, on a path of finding meaning in your life, but most importantly, finding a path to find God. For God will unlock that potential that exists in you. God gives us so much potential and so much gifts and abilities. We are to discover those abilities and we are to reach our highest potential. One of the great problems that I have seen in, in my own life as I was going off to growing and becoming the man that God made me to be is that there are so many people, you guys, there's so many people out there who have gifts and abilities, but they never use them. Life is beautiful. Life is precious. And life is but a drop in the ocean of the sea of eternality. Even though we are but a droplet, or as the scripture says, we are but a mist. We exist for only a brief moment in time. We are to make the best of this life. In James chapter 1 verse 17, also in the New International Version, it says... Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Our God is constant, and every gift that we are given is from God. The life that we have, the family that we are given, our current circumstances, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but keep in mind, God gives us everything. God has given us life, and we are to live our life to the fullest. Every gift comes from God. And it's not the question of what we're going to, um, it's the question of are we going to use those gifts or are we not? Are we going to squander them or are we not? That is a decision that only you can make. God empowers you, so what are you going to do with this empowerment? So what is the problem then? The problem is that people do not consider the value of their life. People not, do not consider the scope of the abilities and the talents that they have. You have the potential to live your life for God and live life to the fullest. We are made for more than the superficialities of this life. Life is precious, and so is the time that we are given here on earth. We are to think and we are to consider what kind of mark we are supposed to make here on the earth. Are we going to pursue a life that is chasing after the wind? Or are we going to pursue things that are higher than the superficial? Are you going to chase after money? Are you, or are you going to chase after God? Are you going to seek God in his word? Are you going to begin a relationship with him and continue a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you going to seek worldly pleasures? Are you going to seek things that are meaningless, things that are vain, things that are futile? What are you as a human being, as a man, as a woman, what are you going to do? I'm here to tell you. That if you do not have God at the center of your life, your life will be completely, completely meaningless. For a life without God is empty. A life without God is but a waste of time. You don't want to look back at your life and wondering what could have been when you didn't even live out the life that God gave you. What a waste of a life.
I'm a firm believer, you guys, that God is the God of empowerment. God gives us the tools and he gives us the resources that we can use to reach our potential. So then the question comes up, what does that mean? It means that we've got to embark on a journey of finding God and pursuing the things of God. We have got to find the things that God wants us to do. I have found that each and every one of us have potential inside of us, and it is up to us to live out our best potential. God gives us everything, and he gives us a choice whether to choose or to not choose him. We can choose how we're going to live our lives. That is part of free will. We can also choose to live out our potential and everything that God puts inside of us, that God instills in us. These are the things that we have to think about. I've got to tell you guys, I absolutely love serving in, in ministry here at Impact Christian Church. I enjoy working with 180 student ministries with the youth, and I also enjoy working with the praise team, with the worship team. Every single student Every single person who's on the praise team, they have a tremendous amount of talent, and that is part of the potential that God has given to them. So it is part of what I need to do, and part of what we all need to do is realize that there's potential inside of us. We've got to live it out. We've got to push ourselves and, and really just see how far we can go. Because God's given us that gift to begin with. And in the same way that 180 Youth and, and the praise team have this tremendous amount of gifts, so too do you. God does truly gives us so much. Something that I tell a lot of people is that God takes care of the big picture. God, obviously, he's the, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He also takes care of his creation. He takes care of the birds of the air, the fish in, in the sea. He takes care of all, of all of the little creatures, the birds and, and the squirrels and the deer. He takes care of all of that. And he even takes care of the fact that our hearts are beating, the air that we breathe. I mean, I, I don't really think about the times that I'm breathing unless I'm running and I'm out of breath. Or, you know, I don't think about my heart beating unless I'm stressed out or same thing from a run. When is the last time you've thought about breathing or the last time you thought about the blood flowing through your brain, um, through your veins? You see, there's a lot of things that are even operating in our own body that we don't consciously think about. I mean, there are situations where we do, but these are things we have to think about because God does take care of the big picture things, the cosmos, the stars that are in the sky. I mean, there's billions of stars that are out there. And so we've just got to keep in mind that God is, he, he takes care of all of this big picture stuff and, and even the weather or, or the flow of how the, the ocean works and whatnot. I don't understand all of that, but I know that God truly does have his hand in all of his creation. And so God is sovereign and God is in control of everything. He is the great creator and he's the great designer. And so with that in mind, we've got to consider the fact that God does give us the ability for us to choose what kind of life we are going to give. God gives us free will. And this is a great gift. I mean, this is a, a gift that, that the fact that we have free will, we can choose you know, what kind of clothes we're going to wear. We're going to choose how we're going to go about what kind of career. Am I going, what kind of job am I going to have? What college am I going to go to? These are decisions that, that God allows for us to choose, and that's an amazing part of God. We've got to be mindful of the thoughts that go on in our mind. We've also got to be mindful of the things that we do. You have to ask yourself, and only you can ask, answer this question, what life are you going to live? Are you going to live for God? 
Or are you going to live for the world? Are you going to pursue worldly pleasures? Are you going to chase things that will fade away? Are you going to seek things that are higher? And, and here's the thing, you guys. When you're seeking after things of this world, everything's going to fade away. You know, you can get a nice sports car. And after, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, it's going to break. And eventually it's going to decay. Like us, we're going to fall apart. We're going to decay. That's part of the human condition. And so we've got to place our trust in something that's higher than, than mankind or, or the materialism that exists in this world. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather seek a life where I'm putting my trust in something that's everlasting, something that's higher, something that will last beyond money or beyond women or beyond cars or, or any materialism that exists in this world. You know, you guys, I've been reading a lot these days. I've been reading, I've been studying the book of Proverbs, I've been studying the book of Ecclesiastes and the, and the book of Job. If you guys ever want to read something that's really thought-provoking and will really challenge you, look at the wisdom literature. There's so much that you can take from it. And I think it's so interesting that when you think about it, wisdom literature is truly transcendent throughout time. Wisdom is simple, and wisdom exists for us to learn from God. We have, you guys, at our fingertips the Word of God. We have the Scriptures. We have the Bible at our disposal. With the life that we've been given, we have the choices, and, and we've got to take ownership and responsibility for our life. Something that I always tell the youth is that responsibility is our ability to respond. We find that life can throw at us so many different situations, scenarios. There's so many things that life can throw out our way. We can go through trials. We can go through tribulations. And the thing that we've got to consider is how we are going to respond to an event that happens in our life. Consider the fact, consider the book of Job. Job lost everything. Have, have you ever been in a situation where you've lost so much? Uh, you, you may have been in a situation where you've lost a job. You might have lost a loved one, a, a pet even. Of course, keep in mind, these feelings are, are real, the feelings that we feel inside. We should express our emotions. When, when we're grieving, we should grieve. When we're angry, yeah, let's, I mean, there, there's times where I get upset. But we've also got to keep in mind the simple fact, you guys, the fact that we have the opportunity to respond to any event that's going to happen in our lives. And this is what I mean by when God empowers us. Because when we seek after God, we are seeking after the light. We are seeking after life. And we are seeking something that is good because God is good. God is holy and God is sovereign. God is in control. We've got to understand that we've got to take ownership of our lives. God's given us that life and he's given us free will. Free will, like everything, is but a gift from God. We've got to live our lives to the best of our ability, finding a life that is God-honoring and is God-glorifying. We've also got to take responsibility for our actions. How often do we do things and we don't realize the outcome? How often do we do things and we don't consider the consequence? If I do a certain thing, there's going to be a, a, a reaction for that. You know, there's, there's cause and effect. And I'm reminded... Ever since 2017, when I began on this journey of growth, spiritual growth, and getting closer to God and becoming the man that God wants me to be, 
I've read many different books. I've read books from leadership to personal development to books about faith and books about God. For me personally, I found that there's so many pieces of knowledge. There's pieces of information and there's pieces of wisdom that's from the word of God. And and it leads you right back to God. In all of these books that I've been studying, one of the wonderful things, praise God for this, is the simple fact that I actually was led closer to God. And, 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 and I have this desire now to read the pages of his word and study the original language and look at the different translations and, and to go further than I ever have before. It's been there all along, and there's just something powerful about the word of God. And so we can read many books. And I encourage you guys, you know, a lot of you guys who are going to college or you're studying different things, medicine, law, or, or whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with having an education. There's nothing wrong with reading books. But we've got to keep in mind that the Word of God is higher than, any, than the knowledge of man because wisdom is transcendent. We have the living Word of God, and, and it's just right at our fingertips. And we've got to keep in mind that the book, the holy book, the Word of God is higher than any other book. There are two pieces of wisdom that have always stuck out to me that I'd like to share with you guys these, this morning. One verse sticks out to me so much that it, it, it's, a, it's a concept from the Word of God. You can find this through the book of Galatians, and you can also find it scattered throughout the Word of God. And, and it's just in different verses. It's this idea of sowing and reaping. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 in the New International Version says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be ma- God cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows this is but a spiritual truth that is found in the spiritual world and also in this life what a wonderful piece of wisdom we have been given you've got to think about the things that you put into and you've also got to think about the output so there's the input and there's the output If I put good things into my marriage, I will reap a great benefit of having a great marriage. If I put in bad, I will reap bad. It's it's a very simplistic truth from the Word of God that we've got to keep in mind. This is what we call cause and effect. This is what we call input and output. And, And this is found in the pages of Scripture, and it's found to be truth. Because the Word of God is truth. It's living and active. We've got to consider this, and we've got to implement this into our lives. And another piece of wisdom that I found is a close cousin of sowing and reaping is that we have got to be mindful of the things that we think about in our minds. Proverbs 23, 7, and this is found in the King James Version. It says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So as a man or a woman, as a person thinks, so he is. Now, I know that there's many of us, we get sad, we get depressed, we get angry with things. We go about day to day, and, and, and sometimes we, we get frustrated by people. So we're, we're human, right? We have our sinful nature. With that, though, we've got to be mindful of the things that we put into our mind, the things that we read, the, what, what kind of television are we watching, the books that we're reading. Are they life-giving? Are they God-glorifying? We've got to be mindful of that. There's a famous, a, a famous writer that wrote this book called The Strangest Secret. His name is Earl Nightingale. And he, he basically said this quote that says, We become what we think about all the time. And, and what's so funny is that this is a rewording of what we find in the Word of God, that as we think, so shall we be. And so it's interesting how you'll find a lot of famous authors are just repackaging or rewording the Word of God 
you know, and saying, hey, you know, this, this is how it is. But we've got to remember, where does it come from? It comes from the Word of God. And so what's so interesting about this is that this strangest secret, it's not strange and it's not a secret. It, it's actually in plain sight that we can observe, we can read, and we can find in the Word of God. So I've got to ask you guys, do we dwell on the things of God or do we dwell on the things that are ungodly? Do we think about God? Do we think about his holiness? Do we think about the word of God and consider the pages of scripture, what they have to say? Or do we think about things that are unholy or ungodly? Do we think about things that are unfruitful? Because when we think about things in our mind and it's just staying there, it's remaining. If I think about it enough times... More often than not, I will act upon the things that I think about. And so we've got to be mindful of, the, of what we dwell on in our minds and in our hearts. People need to have vision for their life. There is a scripture that is found in, in the book of Proverbs, and it goes like this. It's from Proverbs 29, verse 18 in the King James Version. It says, where there is no vision the people perish. Other translations say, without vision, the people perish. And in the context of Proverbs, this verse has been used a lot. It's been used a lot in leadership books. It's been used a lot in Christian books. And this verse literally is talking about divine revelation from God and, and to the people of God. So if we're going to look at the translation of that, what does this mean? That is what that verse means. However, we can also implement this verse into our own lives. We can implement this into our organization. We can implement this in our family lives, our personal life, our, our, our church, our nonprofits, our co-ops even, or whatever it is we're working on, our club, or our, you know, the homeowners association, or whatever it may be. We can implement this, that we've got to have vision in our lives. So from the Word of God, we've got to live a life where we have an overall vision. What is God wanting to reveal to you? Have you sought out and looked for what God, uh, what He has in store for you? Have you prayed to Him? Have you looked in the pages of His Word? Have you sought it out? I know that many of us are so quick to not think about such things. A lot of us are like, I don't need vision. I can just go about, do whatever I want. And, and sometimes we even listen to someone who's unqualified, someone who doesn't care for us, you know, just some random person. Hey, what should I do? Where should I work? What should I do? Oh, you should go here. And it's a done deal. But I recommend that we should seek counsel. The scripture talks about finding advisors, people who have your best interest at heart, people who know you, people who understand you, and, and they know your goals and motivations and how you tick. And not only should we seek advisors from other people, it could be our parents, it could be our friends, it could be a school counselor, it could be a, a psychologist or, or whoever it is, a Christian counselor even. We should be open to seeking the wisdom of God for guidance for our lives as well. Let's be open to that as well. God has given you life. So why not ask him for direction on where to take your own life? It makes sense to me. It's very simple, but yet there's a lot of people who don't do that. And I pray, you guys, that whatever you decide, you will commit to growing as a man or as a woman. Grow in skills and abilities. Grow in utilizing your talents. Grow spiritually in the wisdom of God and the understanding of the Word of God. Let's open our Bibles so that we can learn because we love God and let's study deep into it. I always find it so interesting how there's, uh, there's statistics out there of biblical illiteracy. 
That's a very sad and it's a very real thing, you guys. Let's be encouraged to read the Word of God. Let's be encouraged to grow in our skills and our abilities and our understanding, but keep God at the center of our lives. Keep Scripture and its authority above every book that we read from man. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it goes on to say, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect will. Without God, you guys, we're completely lost. We are in darkness and we should seek we, we should stay away from things that are going to bring forth death and destruction in our lives. We should seek the light. We should seek life. And that exists in Christ alone. That exists in God. So we've got to seek after life, not pursue things that will bring forth death and put us into darkness. Let's find God. May we commit to growing as Christians as well. Grow in your skills and your expertise. Grow in, you know, how, how can I be a better father? How can I, you know work my way up in, in, in my job? Or how can I find what God wants me to do in my life? How can I grow in that? But also, how can I grow as a Christian? May we have vision for our life as we go forth in this life, committing to growth and having an overall vision for our life. We've got to persist and continue the journey. May we never give up. May we never give in. May we persist and persevere through anything that life throws at us. I'm convinced that in this life, we are meant to live and we're meant to experience. I'm going to say that again. I believe we are meant to experience and we are meant to live certain things that God wants us to live and experience to learn from Him. I'm fully convinced of that, you guys. And it's through the pages of God's Word, you can conclude such matters. This is a personal conclusion that I've made in my own study of the Word of God and other books as well. I encourage you guys that in everything you do, you do in excellence for the glory of God. Many of you guys who know me, you will know that this is something that I have said till I'm blue in the face. I say this to the youth, I say this to the worship team, I say this to other people. In everything you do, do an excellence for the glory of God. It comes from Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 in the New American Standard Bible, which says, Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father. So in everything that we do, live it out the best that you can. Do it in the name of Christ. You're studying for a test, do the best you can for God. If, if you're, you're going to a job, whatever it is, Wherever you work, whether you're working out of school or, or you're working in corporate or, and, and, and you, you're finding meaning in your life, do it to the best of your ability. Find God. Seek God. Do everything for him. Give it all. Give life your all. Because God has given us gifts and abilities, we've got to live this life to the best that we can in the name that is above all names, the Lord Jesus Christ. God has given you life, and he has given you everything. So why can't you give God everything? Why can't you give God your personal best? Why can't you do everything in excellence in him, to him? God wants you to be good stewards of the things that you have and the things that you've been given. So go out into the world and be the best that you can be. Will you fail sometimes? Absolutely. I know I've failed a lot of times. I've screwed up. 
I'm human. I have sinful nature. I'm not perfect. And because I'm not perfect, I need God who is perfect. We're going to screw up a lot of times. Amen. Will you fall? Absolutely. I know I've stubbed my toe before, and I know you're going to literally trip and fall. And that's what happens not only in stubbing your foot against a, a a rock or, or the door or whatever, but you literally will fall sometimes. We have that sinful, sinful nature and our imperfections. We are only human, but we still do the best that we can. We still do it in excellence for the glory of God. We will falter and we will fail, but it's the question of whether or not we're going to continue in the name of Jesus Christ. So when life throws trials and tribulations at your life, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to, cons- are you going to persist and persevere through those trials? Or are you going to give up? May you never give up. Consider the parable of the talents. You know, th- th- I love this parable because the master gave different, different talents to different servants. And the wicked servant was one who did nothing with what he was given. I'm sure. I, I'm fully convinced, you guys. Because the scripture says that we are to not be afraid. We are to fear not. Because of this, that if the servant... He, he used his talent and he tried to make an investment or, or he tried a business venture and he failed. I am fully convinced that the master would show grace to that servant. And so in the same way, we are to learn from the parable of the talents. May we never just bury our abilities and our skills and our potential in the ground. May we use it. May we live it out. May we live it to the best of our ability We cannot squander our gifts. Let's use them. And if we fail, if we falter, may we not be afraid. May we continue. May we live out our potential. Continue on your journey, you guys. Never give up and never let anyone change your mind. God is a holy God and God wants us to appreciate him for the things that he does and the things that he continues to do. I firmly believe, you guys, that the devil does place doubt in your mind. He does everything within his power to hold you back from becoming the man or the woman that God has designed for you to be. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to naysayers. Don't listen to the devil or have an inch of doubt in your mind of the path that God has set before you. God is holy and God is light. And God wants you to be the best that you can be for his glory, for his honor. So be the best that you can be in all that you do. Do everything in excellence. And as we do everything in excellence, I encourage all of you to do everything in love, because without love, we are nothing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, this is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. I'm reading from the New International Version. It says, If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have the faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And so in everything that you do, by all means, do it in excellence. There are so many people who reach their potential. They live it out, but they don't have love. There are people who have bitterness in their hearts. May we never become those people. May we never have hatred in our hearts. Let us love, and like I tell a lot of people, let's love and stand firm on what we believe in. 
And as you go, I encourage all of you to reach your God-given potential. This means go out into the world and live the life that God has in store for you. God has given you so much. He's given you everything. He has provided a way for salvation. He, He has created you in His image and He's given you life itself. So why can't you give your life your all? Why can't you do the best that you can? As you go out in the world and be the best you're meant to be, I encourage you to be a light in the darkness. There is such darkness in the world, you guys. There's crime. There's terrible things that just happen in this world. And it's really, there's hatred. There's hostility that exists. And and this world is dead and dying. It's very discouraging and it's very sad, but it's the reality. That's the truth of the world that we live in. In, in 1 John chapter, chapter 1, verse 5, in the New Century Version, it says that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. And because God is light, we are to be Christ-like and let Christ's light shine for many. Just like how it says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16 in the Common English Bible, or the CEB. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand and let it shine all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so that they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. And so... As we do, we need to consider the things that we say and the things that we do. Let us be Christ light. Let us speak life into this world. Let us be that light that shines into this dead and dying and broken world. It's the light of Christ. Let us do life. Let us love God and love people. Let us show people the love of Christ. Let us bring people to the light. Let us bring people to life. Let us bring people to Christ. We can be that beacon of hope because God was the greatest beacon of hope by sending his son to die on the cross and paying for our sins. What a wonderful God we believe in. What a wonderful God we serve. We serve one awesome God. And so... This message, you guys, is essentially what I wrote in my first book, Made for More, Living Out Your God-Given Potential. I wrote this book as an encouragement for all of you. Don't be like a fool who throws their life away. Be wise. Seek God. Pursue things that are higher. Don't seek after gossip. I don't care who Kim Kardashian is dating. I don't really care. I could care less about that. That's superficial. Oh, she's wearing these kind of shoes. Oh, oh man. It's petty. That's what I mean by that. Let's seek after things that are higher. Don't go after gossip or don't go after futile things. You know, oh, I drive the 2016. I drive the 2020 BMW, the i3 edition. I drive a Maserati. Okay, and that makes you better? No. Pursue Thing, don't pursue things that are futile. Don't pursue things that are meaningless. You will find meaning. You will find fulfillment. You will find purpose that comes from God. God is life and God is light. God is divine. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And when you seek after God, he will give it to you. Seek him, you guys. You will never have fulfillment in your life without having God at the center of your life. So I encourage you guys... That you become all you were meant to be in the name that is above names. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. You 
were made for more. You were made with a purpose. You were made with potential. So live it out in the name of Jesus Christ, whose name is above all names. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we conclude our time this morning on on this Sunday online, we just want to say thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. You have given us so much, so much. You've given us life. You've given us the ability to think. You've given us free will. You've given us all different skills and abilities, different talents that we can use. May we use those gifts and abilities for your honor and for your glory. We love you so much, and we thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, who changed the course of history by providing salvation as a free gift. We are ever so grateful. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. May we all come to realize that we are made for more. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.